0: All right, uh, good morning, everyone. Happy New Year to you. If we can disengage from our conversations and take our seats, we can jump into the Word on this New Year's morning. You can open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Don't project the passage yet, please, though. That's for those who have their Bibles. Uh, For those who don't, I just want to um, thank you for uh, just say uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, During my sabbatical, I was here last week to celebrate uh, the birth of Christ with us, um, and uh, there were some people that I didn't know. um, And so the church has changed just ever so slightly. And it's actually changed from last week as well because uh, I don't see any Christmas decorations up at all. At my house, they'll probably come down, like, next month or something like that, right? Um, <laughs> and I also noticed that we have a new microwave. What? Praise God. <laughs> then, Don't <gonna> do it. <laughs> the old microwave proceeds, I think my, I'm not sure if it's my membership, but I'm sure my staff my being on staff, which is still a long time. So whoever did that, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And as has already been uh, been communicated, uh, today is my wife's birthday, so um, I just want to thank God for that. But we are here to uh, jump into God's Word, not just ask for your prayers. Obviously, um, when you come right off a sabbatical and you do something like this, it's not... Your, your mind is not uh, at the top of putting a sermon together. But um, I do believe that I have uh, <laughs> what some people would call a burden, you know, for, um, for this year, for us. Not in, not in terms of a vision, but just a burden, just a reminder that we all have come across if we read the New Testament. Um, but I just want to impress that upon you uh, this morning. And so th- our approach is going to be a little bit different. Um, we're going to read a lot of scripture, okay, because I'm, I'm, I know this is the place for that, right? <laughs> 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 That's right. Um, but we're going to read a lot of scripture um, to set the context for the ex- what I believe is, is, an, is, a, is an exhortation for us as a church. Um, and so we're going to read from Matthew uh, 24, beginning in verse 36. Um, I will be reading uh, the passages I read today from the Christian Standard Bible, and the passages all should be projected on the screen. So we'll start in Matthew 24:36, where it says, Now concerning that day and hour, no one knows neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, except the Father alone. As the days of Noah were, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah boarded the ark. They didn't know until the flood came and swept them all away. This is the way the son of excuse me the coming of the son of man will be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding grain in with a handmill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore be alert, since you do not know what day your Lord is coming. But know this, If the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming in, he would have stayed alert and not let his house be broken into. This is why you are also to be ready. Because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This morning I would like to speak to you from a message that I've entitled simply, Be Ready. The goal is that we would have an alert mindset in our current day, uh, regarding the coming of the Lord, people have gotten themselves in trouble. They've been trying to be faithful, but they've gotten themselves in trouble trying to predict exactly when the Lord will return. So this won't be a message like that, because that is error. Because it tells us from the passage, not even the son knows. No one knows, but we know he's coming. No one knows when, but he know, we know that he will. That's what we know. And in light of that, back over 2,000 years ago, Jesus told his disciples then to be ready. To be ready is to be completely prepared for a condition or for immediate action or use. Completely prepared. To be alert which is a, a, just a, a word that kept going through my mind, is to have an attitude of vigilance, readiness, or caution as before an expected attack. Fully aware and attentive, wide awake, King. So my prayer for us, my heart for us, and it begins with a heart even for myself, is that we will be alert and that we would be ready for the Lord's return. Even though we don't know when that return will take place, we know that it will take place. So what we're gonna to do to help us to embrace this because, let us I mean, we should admit this. I mean, I should admit this. It is difficult to always be ready. The people that I've seen that always look ready, it wasn't a good thing. When when, when I was uh, uh, in my my late teens, early 20s, that was during a time where crack cocaine was very popular and on our streets. Those people always seemed ready, the people on crack. (laughs) Their eyes were always wide, right, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) They're always looking for something, right? You know what I'm saying? They, they, all hours of the night, man, I'm telling you if, you, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Those folks were always ready. Like, it's hard to live like that. Yet, we're told to be ready for the Lord's return. So I, I, I pray, my prayer, and I'll pray in just a moment, is that this will help us to figure out (laughs) how to be as ready as we can as often as we can because it is that serious. And as I've already stated, you won't hear me trying to calculate when the Lord is coming back because he doesn't tell us to do that. What he tells us to do, though, is to be ready. And so we'll look at the context of, we'll look at the biblical context for this statement. So we're going to read chapter 24. Um, and then we're going to um, just say some things about our current context based on what we see in chapter 24. And then we're going to um, look at a reiteration of the urgent call to be ready. Before we do that, though, I'll ask you that you would please join me to pray for this message and for this time. Father, thank you that we are. Transitioned over into another year. Though life continues to progress incrementally, such dates do m- mark a, at least, psychological closure and commencement of life. Oftentimes, people refocus on things. Oftentimes, people assess where they are in life and with you. I pray that you would help us all to do that. I pray that you would help us to have a lifestyle of that, Lord, not in a morbid way, but in a way uh, in which we are trying to ensure that we are ready for your return. That that would have, be a functional category for us, and not one that we know about but ignore I pray that you would please cause Michael to decrease and that you would please increase I pray that you would please lead and God you know that I need you to lead and guide me and I pray it out loud Lord and Lord because I'm we're asking you anytime we stand and open your word we're asking you to move and we're asking you to do something that we're incapable of doing by your spirit Lord apply your word to the hearts and minds and lives of everyone in this room and everyone who may view either via live stream or through later watching or hearing of this message Father, we ask you these things in Jesus' name. We we do ask you that if there's anything that would offend you, any sin, Lord God, in our lives, Lord, that you will first forgive us. And that, Lord, you will reveal to us, Lord, that which does offend. And, Lord, would you please give us the heart to forsake. And then, Lord, would you give us the humility to seek help as necessary. Lord, would you help us to do all that we can do to be ready in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So as, as mentioned, we're going to start by looking at the biblical context for this, uh, this, this passage that we read sort of like through the middle, <clears throat> it's the latter half of the middle of this chapter. We won't read the entire chapter, but we will read up, at least up to the point where we have read thus far. So. Technology is a joy sometimes. So we're looking at uh, Matthew 24. And look at how it is wonderful the way it takes place. It takes place in real life as Jesus and his disciples <clears throat> are leaving the temple. So verse, uh, verse 1, 24. As Jesus left and was going out of the temple, his disciples came up and called his attention to, to its buildings. He replied, do you see all these things? Truly, I tell you, not one stone will be left here on another that will not be thrown down. While he was was sitting on the Mount of Olives, so that happened, while he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, so he's somewhere else, the disciples approach him privately and say, tell us, when will these things happen? And what is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. Now, one thing that has to be understood about this chapter is that there, there's, there's some toggling going on. So toggle, if you, if you have a computer, you press the button, right, and it's stuck in one function, right? And then when you press it, it releases from that function. So throughout this ta- chapter, there's some toggling going on between what he tells them, his answer in verse 3. Um, uh, I'm sorry, his answer, yeah, yeah, verse 3, no, their question in verse 3, excuse me, Um, they want to know when will these things happen, and in addition to when will these things happen, they want to know what is the sign of your coming, so we know you're coming back, tell us what's, so when will these things happen, what's the sign of your coming, and Of the end of the age, so those are the three things that they that's woven here, and sometimes it's it's indiscernible as to which of these Jesus is speaking to. And I'm not I'm not going to try to tell you today. Um, That's not what I'm trying to do today. But I do want to let you know that that's how this functions. So if you have if you have headings, you know it may tell you like what it says. So uh, verses three through. Is called the the signs of the end of the age, right, in my uh, CSB. We'll continue in verse 4. So Jesus replies to them. This is his reply. Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. You are going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed. See that you are not alarmed. See that you are not alarmed. Why am I saying it over and over? Because we live in a society where we're alarmed by everything. (laughs) And I don't, I mean, just, I I say that I'm, I'm, I'm sad off of that. Because just like it's impossible to always be ready, like it's also impossible to live where everything is alarming you right? It's the same thing, the flip side of the coin. You're alarmed about everything. It's impossible to live like that in a healthy manner. That will cause you to leave here quickly. And we want none of that for anyone, because as we sang, we can keep going to the Father again and again and again and again. And that's what we should do. But we should not be alarmed by these things, because these things must take place. But The end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of labor pains. My wife has been pregnant many times. She's not pregnant now. That's not happening. (laughs) But somewhere along the way, I got familiar with, 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 with a phenomenon called Braxton Hicks contractions. Those are the joints where it's not labor, but it's contractions. They're like false contractions, right? They, they could allude to the fact that, you know what, eventually, like, this is going to be the real thing. These events that Jesus have talked about, this description that he lays out, he tells them that all these events, verse 8, are the beginning of labor pain. Then, verse 9, you will be handed over to be persecuted, and they will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of me, of my name. Excuse me. Then many will fall away, betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. See the recurrence that the, there's going to be false prophets, and they're not just going to be out here. They're going to de- succeed in deceiving people. Because lawlessness will multiply, the love of many will grow cold. Do you, do you see any, anything that like correlates with like how the world is right now? But the one who endures to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So the end comes <laughs> at the end. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it comes at the end. So, so, so in this church, we're not, we, don't, we, we believe in a rapture, but we don't believe in a rapture that delivers God's people from tribulation. We believe that that's end game. When that happens... When, 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 it, when it talks about one, you know, leaving and one being left, like the ones that's leaving, they're meeting Jesus in the air. That, that's what's happening. The ones that's left are people here. But Jesus is going to continue coming from the air and handle his business. So when you see the, desolate, the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand then those in Judea must flee to the mountains, and a man on the housetop must not come down to get things out of his house, and a man in the field must not go back to get his coat. Woe to pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your escape may not be in the winter or on a Sabbath, for at that time there will be great distress, the kind that, has taken, the kind that hasn't taken place. From the beginning of the world until now and never will again. Unless those days were cut short, no one would be saved. But those days will be cut short because of the elect. If anyone says to you, if anyone tells you then, see, here's the Messiah or over here. Do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs. And wonders to lead astray if possible even the elect take note I have told you in advance so if they tell you see he is in the wilderness don't go out or see he is in the he is in the storerooms do not believe it for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west so will the coming of the son of man so will be the coming of the son of man Wherever the carcass is, there the vultures will gather. So we will meet him when he comes for all to see. But prior to that, there is going to be a time of great persecution such as never has been seen. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not shed its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the son of man will appear in the sky and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a loud trumpet and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. Learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its, branches, as its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that the summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near at the door. Truly, I say to you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So that is the context. All of this, all of this, uh, these uh, false messiahs, all of these claiming to be Christ. Even great signs being seen so that if it were possible, people who believe in Jesus and have read this chapter over and over and over again would be deceived by those by those signs. If it were possible, but because it is not possible because the Lord has you in his hands, has us in his his hands, we will not be deceived because he's warned us. And because we're going to pay attention and because we're going to be ready, we won't be deceived. He cares for us so much that he's going to cut the days short so that we can endure to the end. 2022. I went to pick up a a U-Haul truck maybe in October. And a guy was checking me in and I don't know why he said something about 2023 coming, and he was like, maybe it'll get better. I'm not sure how many people were thinking about 2023 being, excuse me, 2022 being better than 2021. But I think I was one of them. Now, obviously, I mean, because of how I grew up and all this, I understand, like, I mean, hey, you know, it's going to work out the way it works out. That's just the way it is, right? So, but hopefully, since 2021 was, an unprecedented year, right? You know what I'm saying? It was unprecedented. I mean so unprecedented that one of my Facebook posts was like, man, living in unprecedented times is, I don't like it. <laughs> give me the precedented all day long, man. Just give me that where, you know what, we, where nobody's wearing masks, you know, because I'm from the hood, so I'm seeing people with masks and wondering like what they, you know, now right. I'm questioning people's I- intent. Like, You know, I heard Jonathan, Jonathan has some friends that that, that, that I church with him, and I heard him say, I was talking to Phil, and I heard him say, y'all rolling up on a brother like that. That sounds like something I would say. Like, I don't like for people to roll up on me, right? You know, so, so it's like, man, if you have a mask on mine, I'm like, you, hold on. Okay. I need to, I, I almost crashed into my own sunroom because I always back in, and this vehicle just kind of came from out of nowhere like real fast and I'm sorry I do I mean you know we we handle our background and traumas a little differently so I'm not going to be scared I'm just like if you are coming, I just want to know you coming because like I'm going to do whatever I need to do to stop you from doing whatever you think you are about to do you could succeed in what you're doing because my skills are like diminished I mean, they, 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 they don't even exist anymore. They, they exist right here. That's like, oh, I remember when this happened. And it's like, yes, bro, that was like 40 years ago. Like, like who you, you get out there, try to do something, just get gassed out just from putting your hands up. So, But still, it's like, okay, well, if they come, I'm like, hey, we, resistance. You know what I'm saying? We, we resisted. But then they just kept driving by. And then when I looked at my camera, I was like, this far from the door of my sunroom. Right? I was that way because... It just distracted me for a moment because I felt I needed to be ready, right? I felt I needed to be ready, so I needed, I needed, I needed to, to, to be on my guard. So, so I'm one of those people, I don't like people rolling up on me, I don't like my, give me the precedented times. Give me those times when people can leave their door unlocked. Give me, give me the times where, you know, where you didn't need a ring camera to say, hey, this dude, like, he tried to un- unlock my car door. So on next door and all that. You just, you give me them times where everything was, where kids could go outside and play all day long and like come back in whenever they come in. When their mother would say, you know what, don't keep running in and out. And that meant like, like stay outside. And you were good. Like, give me those times right there. Don't give me, Lord, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling I'm just telling them what's real. That like I would prefer. The precedented times. The, but the unprecedented times just keep coming. Right? We still are not past COVID. It's variants are like, man, nah. It's variants are like, we ready, right? The variants are like, all right, man. Oh, you got a vaccine? height? I'm about to do this right here. Ah, yeah, oh, that's nothing. To, okay, <laughs> look at you. Okay, I mean, it's, it's, it's still the third leading cause of death in the United States, right? but like where can you go what can you do you can you can you can't run from that right you 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 as as we heard we definitely don't want to be foolish but we but well, we can't live in fear either we, we we people are going to keep living and that's what we're what we're doing 2022 was supposed to be better than 2021 right because 2021 was un But then you add to the unprecedented nature of 2021, the surge of inflation around the world, not just in one country, but around the world. We've already alluded to COVID's variants. Omicron in particular is tough. We hear of, of wars, the war in Ukraine, right? We hear, we hear about that. We get daily updates, depending on who your news source is, of what's going on there. Our country is divided politically, ideologically, and the divide just won't seem to go away. And you can see it in, the, in people's love growing cold. Like, you know, you see it in how people drive. You see it in how people uh, are are just on edge. I told you I grew up around uh, when, when, when crack was out. So, you know, you would hear weaponry often. However, I have begun to hear more weaponry in the 2020s than I did when there was a crack epidemic. I'm hearing weaponry on dates that I just don't even understand why you're going to shoot off on Mother's Day. I don't understand, like, why you need to, like, have a can. (laughs) Boom! You know, I, I, I think one time I was thinking that there was a world war going on. Like, man, I'm sure that, and it almost seemed like it was coming toward my house. Anyway, the love of many is already growing cold. There's... This summer, globally speaking, there were heat waves all over the place. There's a global drought. And even though not many are reporting on it, I hear from certain circles that there is also going to be some food scarcity. The world population continues to grow. We reached 8 billion people in November for the first time in history. (coughs) These are unprecedented times. And there is suffering going on right now, the likes of which I don't remember now. It could be a, a matter of perspective. Maybe I didn't care when I was younger. Maybe that was the case. Maybe it was because we didn't have Twitter, or whatever you use or come across that alerts you to other things. Maybe uh, you just couldn't communicate with people that lived far distances as e- um, then as, you, as easily as you can now. But from my vantage point, it appears that it's possible that the precedented days could be gone. It, that's how it appears to me. Now, I could be wrong. I'm not telling you that they are. I'm saying they could be. But the call on us, whether they are here to stay or they'll be gone tomorrow, is to be ready because the Lord could come. People are still, false prophets are still going out and convincing people that they are who they are not. My wife can tell you, I like watching documentaries. And I watched this one documentary, I'm not even going to say the name of it over, the, over here because I'm not, I'm, I'm not, but I'll tell you, um, if you if you want to catch me. Um, where a church, there, there's sex abuse in a church at the highest levels. They groom girls and boys. And there's and it's just like a a, a a network within, or it was, I mean it's not now because they are found out. But it was generational. It was gener it was three generations of pastors or apostles from the same family that just did this for generations, right? But if you tell the average person that's part of that. Network of churches, they wouldn't believe. They, they wouldn't believe the evidence. There's something about trust that sometimes it blinds people to hardcore evidence. Well, those people have believed that those men are true apostles of the Lord. They've convinced themselves that these individuals. Could do no wrong. That take conti- That that's. That, and, and we sit here. I sit here like, man, how could that happen? So we can ask that question one of two ways. How could that happen? Like, man, that is never happening to me. Well, I watch stuff like that to be like, man, how could that happen, Lord? Like, how how do we allow our minds to get to a place where we're so brainwashed that? People can do things that are antithetical to the book that they preach from and say that because they are filling the blank, they just get to do this because they're special. When there's nothing in Scripture that supports that, nothing at all. But people are believing these false, I'm, I'm not going to say apostles, but they're, they're believing these, these uh, charlatans. <laughs> That's an old school word, charlatan—an ancient word from, you know, um, but 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 people are believing them despite reading from the same Bible. They're reading; they're not reading a, a non-credible translation. They're reading from the Bible, and they still go with these charlatans. So my desire for us is not—I—I—I I, 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 thank God that that's not. The case around here. That's nobody's living like that. Nobody's I mean, we we know Pastor Kurt and I know who we're standing before when we when we have to stand before him. And we both want to be found to have been faithful pastors. And we both want to make sure that as we heard when we did the study of the book of Revelation, that we all persevere to the end. Part of the urgency for me and why I want us to be ready is because we've seen during these unprecedented times that people are not persevering to the end. And some of it is not just a blatant, just like, all right, I'm tired of the Lord. Some of it is more subtle uh, strategies of the enemy that 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 have, uh, you know, obviously we had to respond to COVID. So, you know, it is what it is in terms of our not being able to meet together and all of that. Um, But. Uh, um you know when you stop doing things when you so so i mentioned about my way my ancient skills that i no longer have right well i think there are people my age who could who could probably get down a little bit like i did back then the difference between them and me is like i'm not so into that i'm not like Man, i'm going to you know i'm not i'm not, I'm, I'm not doing i'm not coming rope i'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you know, I should be doing some of those things, but I'm not doing all of them, right? I'm not, that's not what my life is built around, right? So, so, so when, you, when you break the rhythm of a habit, there are consequences for breaking that rhythm. If you stop going to church, it's going to have an effect. You may not want it to have an effect. The, the effect may be so incremental that you can't tell it's affecting you until much later. But how many of us, you don't have to raise your hand, just answer this in your mind. How, how many, have you ever been in a situation where you thought, like, man, what am I doing here? <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I, I, I don't really bang with this right here. Like, I don't <laughs> think this is like, this is not in the direction of godliness. Like, how do, we, we've all been in those types of situations where we've had the question, like, how did I end up here? Why? Because it's not like just all of a sudden, um, you know, you're going to be presented with, all right, man, go kill that dude. It's not like it's not like that's going to happen. To you. It's going to be incremental. It's going to be. You heard me about the laying on the horn when I, I used to lay on the horn when people would like cut me off, and I just used to lay on that joint for a long time. I would express my anger through my horn. Right, um, so, 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 no, you, I'm not. I don't. I'm not thinking about killing anybody. But, but I do have, in that moment, I have like, I want you to know I'm not pleased with you right now, God dog it. You, are gonna understand? I don't like what you just did. Right now, that's been years ago. Years ago. So don't, don't, don't. You know, calm down, calm down. That's been years ago. I don't do that anymore. You can ask my wife, um, and my wife won't just tell you something that's not true about me. She won't do that. And and neither would I. I just wouldn't say anything if I wouldn't just lie to you. So yeah, I got a little bit of street smarts, but um, the subtleties of Satan—they they are incremental. Yeah. It's the spoon feeding. Yeah. Okay, break this. Don't do. Oh, it do It doesn't take all of that. You man, you don't need to pray right now, or like you can read your Bible later. Like You can do that. But, 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 but the Lord tells us to be ready. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between okay <laughs> when, when, I, when I was in Korea I, I didn't realize that they actually like locked the doors to their church. I didn't realize this was some this influenced people some but like when I went there uh, I saw people when there was time for church they would like be running to get into the church and I'm like wow Lord People in this joint, well, yeah, that's how I talk. That's how I talk to me. So, people in this joint, like they wanting to get to your house, that's that's just that's just beautiful. We don't lock the doors. We did once or twice, but people come without a sense of urgency yeah. because they can. It's part of it. I'm sure there are other factors, right? That's not the only factor. Just because you can, but that's one of the factors. Over there, they couldn't, so they be running. And you know what they did if they didn't if they didn't make it? <laughs> they would just like form some prayer circles and just start praying out there, and then they wait for the next service. There was a sense of urgency, and I, 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 I am fearful. And concerned that just broadly we've lost a sense of urgency as Christians in general. But I'm not pastoring Christians everywhere. I'm pastoring in Riverdale, Maryland at Solid Rock Church. So my desire is that we would not think what it doesn't take. Like, oh, no, I don't take all that but that we were so to what we know positions us in the best place with the Lord so that we already, whenever, no, we're not predicting when he's coming back. We can see some things that, oh, that's unprecedented. That's, wow, okay, Lord, you might be near. Okay, but but, but I'm going to tell you, if you have not, if you are not, if you don't have a sense of urgency, even that will not give you a sense of urgency just because you know he's near, because his being near is not him being here. Mm -hmm. And so if he's not here then we don't have to like get ready like that. You know, I'm, I, I don't know, y'all may, well, no, y'all probably, most of y'all probably had chores coming up. I don't know if y'all had a single mom like like we did, but there were some things like when you got home, you couldn't just, when you got home from school, you could not just go outside and play. You had to, just to give you some insight into what, what it was like, you had to sweep the carpet. Yeah, we ain't on the vacuum cleaner, got dog. We had to sweep the carpet. Steps and all, <laughs> we had to wash the dishes, bust the suds. We used to say, "Man, I got bust the suds." We used to do it, no problem, all the time, busting the suds, no problem. Now, your mom, you know, you, you know when your mother gets home, if you us, and you know how kids are, man. Especially boys, you know, we thir- you know thirteen or whatever, fourteen, you know, we wanna go to the wall, take the receiver off the phone. And dial the number to the girl. Yeah, man. How you doing this mic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now do your homework when you supposed to do that joint yeah. first yeah. before you get on the phone. Your chores, your... yeah. <laughs> you checking the time cuz you know you know what? At some point the clock the alarm, it's, it's going to go off. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be some accountability. So don't let her mom come home early. Yeah. And she see that you didn't do any of the things you so You you not even you you. You John like this. Yeah. So you got any brothers? Yeah. 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 And mom opened the door. Yeah. I mean, man, you can you can start acting like you working. But you might not know where the broom is. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't have any water in the sink. You know, to show that you I was on my way down. You don't have any dishes in the dish rack. Y'all don't know about the dish rack. Did y'all know about the dish, the dish rack? Yeah. You, you don't have, there's no indication that you've been doing anything. You are totally unprepared, and it's too late. You can't do anything now. It's just, it is what it is. Ah! Thank God I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> I can bust the suds when I want. <laughs> but we know that at some point, Mom's coming home. We know that at some point, Jesus will return. And the question is, like, will we be ready? And Jesus, in, in this, he already has told us, as we have alluded to, that no one knows when he's coming. He's telling us these things ahead of time so that we will be prepared. And in the passage that we started with, um, he lets us know that in verse 42, that we're to be alert since we don't know what day our Lord is coming. Then he gives this little, you know, 43 through 44. But know this, if the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed alert and not let his house be broken into. This is why you are also to be ready because the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. So that is also something that he says to us, that he will come at an hour that we don't expect. That's if we're not paying attention because he has told us but that he will return. And he's told us what to do about it. It's to be ready. It's to be alertly ready. So he gives a, 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 and a uh, he reinforces an urgent call in chapter 25. Beginning at verse 1, it says at that time, at that time, those to the time that he's just described, right, so he's alluding back to at that time, at that time, When Jesus comes, at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. How are you living? Foolish? Now, you cannot tell whether or not someone is foolish or wise by looking at them. You can't, you can you can come to church and look a certain way and and, and and just look okay, but you could be foolish. No, there's no there's no halo on those who are wise. Well, you recognize. Foolish, the foolish from wise, from the wise, by actions. That's how you. But before an action becomes an action, oftentimes and most times, it is a mindset. It's a mindset. To be wise, you have to apply. To be foolish, you often ignore. Verse 3, when the foolish took their lamps... They didn't take oil with them. But the wise ones took oil in their flasks with their lamps. So the foolish were not prepared. The foolish were not completely ready. They were there. They were virgins. They were in some way. They knew the groom in some way, shape or form. But as we will see, and as you already know, you know this story, they were not prepared. So you would not look at them and see that they weren't prepared. Only the instance of the groom returning will reveal whether or not they were prepared. Repeat, only the event of the groom appearing revealed that they were not prepared. It brought their lack of preparedness to light and their lack of preparedness was salvifically detrimental, meaning that they according to this passage, their salvation was not what they thought it was. OK. So with wise people and foolish people, their wisdom or their foolishness is revealed by their actions. Uh, now, don't think about someone else's actions, but think about your own. What, what do your actions reveal to other people? What does your, what does your, what does conversation with you leave people with? Wisdom or foolishness? The least they can do or encouragement to do their best to be ready. What does your, your social media persona project to other people? Are you foolish or wise? Are you about, about that life <laughs> or about the Lord? What would those closest to you? What would your family? who don't go to church say about you? Would they think you're ready? Are you encouraging them to know the Lord or are you encouraging them to just live life as life goes for people who don't consider the Lord? Just something to think about. Verse 5. When the groom was delayed, They all, so you can't tell, they all became drowsy, right? And all of them fell asleep. That's right. (laughs) In the middle of the night, there was a shout. This just trips me off because having been in the military, you have to do like guard duty. And like if you had that guard duty that's just like beyond your bedtime, that joint is cool. If you had the guard duty that's like just before you wake up, that part is cool. But if you had that guard duty in the middle of the night, like you got to wake up. You got to like, you know, you got to like wake up for you guard duty. Right. So you. you, got, So. So. So this is saying he came in the middle of the night. There was a shout. Here's the groom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins, everyone got up and trimmed their lamps. So the kind of lamps they had was the kind that has the. Uh, the little wicker, I think that's what that's called in the, in the middle, um, and uh, you, you burn it. And the oil from the bottom like helps you to burn, the, uh, helps the light to, to be on. And so the foolish ones said to the wise ones, okay, I typed over that. So <laughs> give us some of your oil <laughs> because our lamps are going out. The wise ones, they didn't, the wise ones didn't get mad, but they answered, no, um, there will only, there, there won't be enough for us and for you. Go instead to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. So um, when they had gone to buy some, these are the foolish virgins, the groom arrived and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut later the rest of the virgins, the foolish ones, they didn't even call them foolish here, but the rest of them also came. Master, master. See, they look at him as their master. They feel like their relationship with him is tight, and so it's master, master. It's us. Like, let us in. We're here now. We're here. Let us in. Please let us in now. Open up to us. It's us. You know us. He replied, Truly I tell you, I don't know you he ends the story there and he gets to the punchline therefore because this will be the situation be alert because you don't know either the day or the hour quickly and without going to the passages that I will call out for the sake of time um, he, these are some things that kind of that that can cause us to not be prepared, to not be ready. Fatigue or laziness can cause us yeah. to not be ready. And Hebrews five eleven talks about laziness and its effect on the believer. Instead of being embodying five eleven of Hebrews, we should embody. Galatians 6 9 which tells us not to be tired of doing good knowing that we will reap at the proper time Distraction can can cause us to to not be ready um, Distraction like when that car came as I was backing up and I almost backed up into my sunroom Second Timothy 2 4 says no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in the concerns of civilian life instead he seeks to please the commanding officer Are you, am I aware of my commanding officer? We ought to be. We have to be if we will be ready. Love of the world can cause us to not be ready. We probably are familiar with 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Instead of loving the world, though, where um, the Lord tells us that if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Instead of doing that, we have to have our minds, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, we have to have our minds renewed so that we will not be conformed to this world. You know what else can cause us to be distracted and not be ready? Don't throw none at me. <laughs> Theology. Theology can cause us to not be ready. These virgins had some theological bearings. They considered the Lord their master right? He didn't know them. They were unaware of, of that. In John chapter 8, verses 31 through 41, I'm not going to read it, but that's the conversation between Jesus and the Jews where, uh, Jesus, uh, where, where the Jews are, are confident in their standing with God because Abraham is their father. Theologically speaking, they were correct. But based on the supernatural framework on, on, from which the Bible unfolds, they were incorrect, but they didn't even know it. There, there's, there's, a, there's a conversation going on, it uh, was going on last week, about um, how we're to view um, uh, people who uh, were uh, Christians uh, by their profession, and they held slaves. And actually, if you, if you don't know about Kirk Kennedy's uh, um, YouTube, yeah, YouTube channel, you should check it out because he gives a good... Um, A good response to that it's just let it go don't defend them there's no way we can defend that because if you're saying that you embrace Christ and yet I grew up with reading the King James so I think the King James somewhere talks about how you know has you know how the Bible has lists of people who won't enter the kingdom and in the King James it had this word that I don't see anywhere else I think the word was called men stealers, really? men stealers, mm. wow. stealing human beings. They were part of that list that won't make it. Now, I'm not God. Parsing all that out is above my pay grade. But defending that or not defending it, that's something I can I, 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 my common sense can help me to see. Like, you know what? There's inconsistency here that it's like, I'm not, I don't, it wasn't me, so I don't have to explain it. So just, just t- like, as, as uh, Kirk Kennedy said, for those of you who know that classic R&B, be like Teddy Pendergrass and let it go. Instead of depending on our theology, oh, I'm secure in Jesus. Yes, be secure in Jesus, but live consistent with him as well. If you're not living consistent with him, then your theology could be hindering you. It could be hindering you. We have to be like little children. Little children aren't based on, uh, they they aren't judged on all of what they know. We know they don't know everything. Human beings don't know everything. Yet, if if we're not like a little child, which means we don't have to know everything. But if we trust him and we say, you know, we're going to obey what we know of Jesus, that's a little child attitude. And that's one that he says, that none of us can get into his kingdom without that type of attitude. So your 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 my who's ever the theological acumen, it means something, but it's not something that that for me that that I'm like impressed by. It's not. I, I've seen I've seen on Twitter people who have. Much greater theological acumen than I do. But the things they say on that Twitter, man. I wonder how they can even say that. The types of things they say. Well, God is watching. He's watching. So the theology is not going to, the theology will judge you. The theology will judge you. If you do not apply what you know from God's word. So Jesus has warned us, and he does this in a different place. And this is what I'm going to close with. And the band, uh, JP, if you could come up. Um, Luke chapter 12, 35 through 40. It says, Be ready for service and have your lamps lit. You are to be like people waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can open the door for him at once. They're not like me, scrambling because Ma's home. Blessed will be those servants the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will get ready, have them recline at table. Blessed are those, excuse me, no, no, then, excuse me, then come and serve them. If he comes in the middle of the night or even near dawn and finds them alert, blessed are those servants. But know this, if the owner had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also be ready because The Son of Man is coming at an hour. You do not expect. Solid Rock Church, let's purpose to be as ready as we can be. In Jesus' name. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to uh, take communion and then close with a song. And if, if you realize you've not been alert, if you if you recognize that you're not ready right now we want everyone to be ready as many as possible to be ready for when our king returns whenever that is we get ready for his return right now thank god that there is still time but there won't always be time because when he returns it's like we said it's it's end game it's the game over it's almost like we're in overtime now since he's Died, resurrected, and ascended to heaven, and He's allowing time for people to come to Him, to embrace Him as King, and to embrace the opportunity to be ready. And so, if you need to get ready, or if you need to recalibrate so that you are ready, after that song, uh, I, I would ask that if you if you lead a core group, I know I didn't prepare you for this, but um, but if you lead a core group, you know after uh, the last. chorus of the song Um, and I'll just do this if you can come up and then if you need prayer or if you just need to recalibrate with the Lord, anyone, we want to make sure you have the opportunity. Start this new year off with him, with him. So Father, we thank you so much for sending your son, your only begotten son, to die a death he did not deserve so that he might secure salvation for those whom you have loved from before the foundation of the world lord if any of those are currently not walking with you or not walking in a manner that is worthy of the gospel we pray that there would be no shame lord we've already said that sometimes we all have most of us have experienced. they were amens they were some agreements going on that there are times have been times when we've looked up and wondered like man what am I doing this for why am I thinking like that how did I get here Father we pray that the subtleties of the enemy would not cause anyone to feel assured who should not be assured we also pray for the tender conscious people that no one who should be assured is not assured Either way, Lord, we pray to have the opportunity to pray specifically for those folks. And Lord, if anybody's watching this, we ask you that you would help them to reach out if necessary, as necessary, to someone who can help them, who can remind them, and hold them accountable to doing what needs to be done ready and to stay ready thank you for your grace and your warnings father And thank you for this time and thank you for your word may we treasure it may we hide it in our heart that we not only that we might not sin against you but also that we might be of use for you in Jesus name amen so we want to take communion which is for those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ Jesus Christ died on the cross for the sins of his people Um, His people are those who have placed their faith in him. The Bible is very clear that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, if we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we'll be saved. So it's not hard. After that, there's some work that you got put in. But your position is secure in him. So you have to learn how to serve him and please him. And that's where the local church comes in and other believers come believers come in. But we thank God that there would be no such thing as believers if it were not for Jesus Christ. And so we celebrate that he laid his life down to give life to people who probably were fine with the life that they were living apart from. We celebrate that he would think of us better than we would think of ourselves. And he didn't just think, he executed through action. So let's take this wafer, which represents his body, which was broken for us. Let's take it and eat it. And thank you, Jesus. God is a just God, and he cannot overlook sin without responding to it. So what he did in Christ Is that he sent him to die not for his sins, but for the sins of others. And so he laid down his life. Finally, excuse me. So he he laid down his life for the remission of our sins. So that before God, we would stand as if we never sinned. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 lets us know that he who knew no sin became sin. So that for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And so we celebrate that shed blood that removes sin from us and the penalty of it. Father, we thank you and we take and we drink this juice which represents the blood of Jesus.